Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Praise the Lord, Mount Calvary. Praise the Lord, Mount Calvary. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Sunday. And praise the Lord. It is a good day to praise the Lord. Let us enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Let us enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Let us enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Let us enter into his, I'm going to keep saying it until we catch on. Let us enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Let us be thankful. Let us be thankful. Let us be, because it could have been a different way, but let us be thankful. Let us be thankful. Hallelujah. Let us be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. He's so good. He's so faithful. He's so awesome. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do in this service today, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, do what you want to do. Have your way in this place, dear Jesus. Move by your power. Move by your strength. Move by your spirit, dear Lord. Have your way in this place. Petition you in this place right now, God. Cover the pastor that is preaching. Cover this, our this saints right now. In your son Jesus' name we pray. We thank you. Amen. He's a worthy God, ain't he? Come on, let's stand up to our feet and let us magnify the name of Jesus today. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to magnify. We're going to lift him up. We're going to magnify the name of Jesus because he's worthy to be praised. Amen. Come on, clap your hands. Go. Come on, clap your hands right here.
show you that God was the really one that was on your side when nobody else was there he was right there so come on and lift up your hands and tell him thank you into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his name come on lift up your hands and let's do what the word says let's reenact what the word says let's reenact what the enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be to him and bless his name. Why? Because the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Take a little bit of time to bless him. That's what we've come to do, right? Let's take our time. Let's take our time. Let's take our time and bless him. Let's take our time and extol him. Let's take our time and examine what he's done for us just this past week. Let's take our time. Let's take our time. Yeah. It's what I knew.
is what I do. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Just stop there. Come on, lift up your hands. Keep up your hands. Lift up your hands, all ye gates. Be lifted up, ye everlasting door. Yes, Lord. The King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. He's fighting for you right now. Lift up your hands and tell him thank you. He's a holy God. There's no one that can compare to his greatness. The sooner that we get that, the sooner things change. So let's lift up our hands and welcome him in our hearts, not just in the play, in the building. But let us welcome him in our hearts and our minds. Once we turn our hearts and minds back to God, if my, when my people call upon thy name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then will I and turn from their wicked ways, and then will I hear from heaven and heal the land. That's what we want him to do, right? So that's what we have to do, turn our hearts back to him. the holy God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for keeping us. Thank you, Lord, for healing us. We give you glory and we bless your name.
continue your promise. Tell him he's holy. Tell him he's faithful. Tell him he's all that. Tell him he's a healer. Tell him and we bless your name. Tell him he's all that. Tell him he's everything. No one can compare to his glory. No one can compare to his greatness. Tell him how you feel about him. And we bless your name. Say, we bless your name. Your God, I will bless your name. Hallelujah. No matter what happens, no matter what I face, 
There is one constant. God, I will bless your name. Hallelujah. At the church where I have the pleasure of serving, we say after you wake up, everything else is negotiable. Because God, if you wake me up in the morning, there isn't anything that that day has to bring that you haven't already conquered. Hallelujah. Will y'all indulge me for just five more minutes? I want to know if y'all know this. By and by, when the morning comes, all the saints of God will gather home. Tell the story how we overcome and we'll understand it better by and by. By and by, when the morning comes, I know you know it. All the saints of God gathered home. Tell the story how we overcome. We got to help them understand it better by and by. Yeah, by and by. One more time, come on. Y'all know the verse? Y'all know the verse? Listen. We are often tossed and driven on the restless seas of time. Somber skies and howling tempests all succeed the bright sunshine. In the land that perfect day when the mist has rolled away, we will understand it better by and by. Yeah, by and by. When the morning comes. All the saints of God, yeah. we will tell, oh Lord, how we overcome, and we'll, come on, this, this is our last time, yeah, by and by, when the morning comes, all the saints of God, All right, this is the last time. Yeah! Yeah, by and by! presence of the Lord I don't know about you but I'm glad to be in the house of God one more time amen thank God for you thank God for our pastor and first lady come on let's thank God for pastor Sam and lady C pastor Winston and myself are often um, confused for one another I was sitting with my wife at Aunt Ruth's funeral the other day and somebody said why is Pastor Winston down there with the family <laughs> and so we just thought we would switch pulpits today to see if y'all would notice <laughs> he's getting ready to go to the gate 
see if they'll notice. I even drove his old car just to see if anybody would, would, would notice that it was not him. Certainly, we are thankful for the invitation, and we honor our pastor and first lady today. Thank God for all of you. Amen. How many people know you've already survived 100% of your worst days? Hallelujah. You've already survived it. Anything that comes after that is no competition. Hallelujah for what you've already what you've already overcome. We're going to go to Luke chapter 21. Thank God for these wonderful musicians. Amen. Thank God for you all. Luke chapter 21. And if it's the custom to stand, please stand. Luke chapter 21. And it reads, starting at verse number one, I'm reading from the NIV version. And it says, as Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put into put in two very small copper coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she gave out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. You may be seated. Trust God with your livelihood. Amen. Trust God with your livelihood. I do apologize. I will step out right after the message. Amen. Just so I can get to the Gateway Cathedral in time for our service. We're having a chili cook-off, and I got to go embarrass some folk. Uh, Luke 21, trusting God with your livelihood. It is often said that some people cannot afford to give. When in actuality, given in the right context and in the right spirit, we can't afford not to give. I certainly believe that giving unlocks the window that the Bible talks about that he'll open up and pour us out a blessing that we will not have room enough to receive. Amen. I believe that giving plows the land where you plant your seed. And if we are honest with ourselves, we have harvest, some of us, that we've been waiting on for quite some time. And maybe it's just because we haven't planted the seed that we need to plant. I heard T.D. Jakes say one time, you know, God isn't in the car business. He isn't in the house business. And I don't mind giving him credit. You know, once it leaves your mouth, it's common property. Amen. God doesn't make chairs and, and houses. He makes trees, right? We make chairs. And one thing I realize is that some of us spend too much time praying when we should be plowing. We've got to trust God with our livelihood, saints. And even as bad as the past 18 months have been, some of us can still testify that this has been the greatest season of my life. Some of your businesses have been prospering in ways it never has before. Some of us have more money now than we've ever had before. And I'm not talking about government handouts. Some of us have gotten raises on our jobs, promotions we didn't qualify for all in the midst of what would seem like a famine to everybody else. But God has a way of thinking or turning what someone else calls a famine into a ripe harvest for those of us who believe. Hallelujah. 
So when we look at Luke chapter 21, we see this woman who is the prime example of what it means not to be able to not afford to give. She is trusting God, not just with what she has, but with what she doesn't. My first point today, we've got to give past our condition. If you look at this text, this woman did not allow what her condition was to keep her from giving. She was poor and she was a widow. That's a death sentence in these days. But she, she, she gave, not because other people were looking, but because I believe she knew God was looking. And for most of us, we need to understand this. We've got to give like God is looking, not man. God can see what's in your hand even when it's closed because what God sees, man overlooks. Are y'all helping me preach today? Man will overlook that last $10 that you put in the offering that was supposed to last you all week, but God will see it and remember it and bless you in ways you could not imagine. Like I said before, some of us say that we cannot afford to give because of our financial condition, but it is the very financial condition we think is a curse that actually is the blessing. Saints, God did not put us in bad financial condition because we gave to his church or his mission. Let's just be honest with ourselves. Poor financial planning put us in poor financial condition. Buying cars we can't afford. Houses with mortgages that are more than our salaries. God didn't do that. We did that. Well, let me not talk about y'all. I did that. And here's the best part of one of these stories. Her condition did not stop her obligation. She was obligated to do what she felt she was obligated to do past her condition. Which means it wouldn't have mattered if she was on her deathbed. She was still going to be obligated to do what she was going to do because her obligation wasn't external, it was internal. What I am compelled to do, what I am led to do based off God's instruction doesn't have anything to do with whether or not you think I should or you think I shouldn't. I like you, we're friends, I love you, but I'm doing what God knows is important to do. Her giving to the church wasn't an external obligation. It was an internal conviction. And I think in these days, we need to be more concerned about our internal convictions than our external obligations. Because external obligations will give you a form of godliness while denying the power thereof. External obligations will have men thinking suits make you holy. External obligations think if women don't wear earrings, they're going to heaven. What is wrong with the mic? But internal convictions, right? Internal convictions allow us to understand that a relationship or having the Holy Ghost is not about an external look, but an internal conviction. And I say all the time, if we spent more time preaching Jesus than holiness, we wouldn't have a whole lot of holy folk acting not like Jesus. I say it, holiness is just a byproduct of a Jesus-centered lifestyle. There's nothing wrong with preaching holiness, but when you preach holiness without Jesus, you have people treating people like Jesus never would. You act like Jesus, you don't have to worry about trying to look holy. Jesus will change you in ways you never could have imagined. Hallelujah. 
Until we develop an internal conviction to giving, we will always give grudgingly. And can I tell you something? We ought to obligate ourselves to giving. She couldn't do anything about her widowhood. Her husband passed. She couldn't do anything about that. That was outside of her control. But she could do something about being poor. Oh, Lord have mercy. She couldn't do anything about being a widow. But she could do something about being poor. She gave. Lord have mercy today. Can I tell y'all something? A lot of times we spend our money on our widowhood. Going broke trying to solve problems we can't do anything about. And so her outlook on this situation was, I'm going to let God worry about the things I can't do anything about. And if we were to put ourselves in her shoes and did more of what she did and allow God to handle the things we can't do anything about, we would spend more time doing the things we can do something about. The Bible says that she gave away the remainder of her self-sufficiency. Those two small little copper coins was all she had to her name. That was all of her self-sufficiency and she gave it away. She couldn't do anything about being a widow, but she could do something about being poor. She gave, the, she gave away the remainder of what we would have considered her self-sufficiency, and she gave away her self-dependency. Saints, if you're going to depend on God, you cannot depend on self. And, and don't misconstrue what I'm saying. It's, it's good to believe in yourself, right? But it's also, we also have to understand that us will let us down like a bad friend. She gave past her condition. But she also gave in obedience. Faithfulness causes God to speak. Let's go, let's go back to Luke chapter 21. I can prove it. Faithfulness causes God to speak. And Jesus looked up, verse 1, and saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper uh, coins. Truly, I tell you. He didn't say anything to anybody after, when he saw the rich putting in their stuff. But when he saw the faithfulness of the woman who only had two small copper coins and then he said, Lord have mercy today. And I think most of us, if we understood how much of God's voice is connected to our level of faith, we would exercise our faith much more than we have been already. Faithfulness causes God to speak. God's conversation with you maybe has been limited because our faithfulness to him has been limited. I'm, this is, I'm not talking to y'all. I'm, I'm, this is a monologue. Norman, maybe you haven't heard God as much as you should because you haven't had as much faith as you should. We don't have the option of being participatory in the kingdom of God on our terms. This isn't, when, you, when we call ourselves saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost and we, we, we're called to minister and we're called to serve and we're called to preach, we do it in spite of everything else. Which means I don't care how bad your day is, the kingdom of God must be preached. 
I don't care how much money you've lost. The kingdom of God must be preached. There is somebody that you are connected to that needs to know that there is a God that can that, that sits high and looks low and can be the remedy for all of their issues in spite of what our issues are. Hallelujah. Can you imagine Jesus coming down off the cross talking about the nails are too sharp? The thorns are too sticky. The cross is too high. Can we imagine that? And yet we get a hangnail. I'm not coming to church. I know they're going to be live streaming. Let me get my coffee and lay in the bed. Pastor, if you're watching, I'm so sorry. Faithfulness, hallelujah, has the ability to speak for itself. Faithfulness causes God to speak. And if, 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 if God's voice isn't as prominent in our lives as, as we think it ought to be, maybe it's because our faithfulness is down. Giving is down. Participation is down. Forgiveness is down. Tolerance is down. Love seems to be down. Gentleness is down. Servitude is down. Attendance is down. But God is yet the same. Faithfulness speaks for itself and I guarantee you if you increase your level of faith in areas that you are currently deficient in God will speak to you in those same areas hallelujah God will speak in areas you trust him the most if you're in a bad relationship with somebody you know you don't love him Trust God and get out of it. And watch God bless you with someone that knows how to appreciate you. I'm only talking about things I know for certain. <laughs> if your business is struggling, find a way to bless somebody else's business. And watch your business flourish. I guarantee if we increase our level of faith in these areas that we are currently deficient in, God will begin to speak and bless in ways that we, we have not imagined. But nobody talks to nobody they don't feel is listening. Why would God speak if we're not listening? We've got our minds made up half the time even before we say amen. God wants us to go left but we want to go right. Nobody talks to anybody they feel like aren't listening. Can we be honest, saints? Sometimes we don't listen. I, I can prove it God, God says I told you to give and it would be given back to you but we ain't listening God says bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house test me in this but we aren't listening some of us would be able to go to the storehouse in our, in our lean times if we gave in our abundant times. But we ain't listening, saints. He says, and see, if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out such a blessing that there is not room enough to receive. But we ain't listening. You know, a blessing you're not ready to receive can seem like a curse. He says, I told you that my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory, but we haven't listened because we still think that these things are based off our riches on earth. Riches in heaven far exceed riches on earth. 
Hallelujah. God never runs out of anything, saints. When your account is negative, God still has surplus. It's shandable. God, I thank you. Your needs are met out of God's riches, not your riches. Hallelujah. Now is the time to stop trying to go broke thinking you buying yourself a blessing. Blessings are of the Lord. He says, I will make it rich and addeth no sorrow to it. If the blessings that we think are blessings add sorrow to our lives, then these things ain't from God. Lastly, yeah. thank you, Jesus. Lastly, she gave out of her sustenance. This was, thank you, her livelihood. In other words, she gave from what she was living on. Not what she had left over. Hallelujah. Too many of us are trying to live on what we got left over when we got to give God what we have up front. Ain't God worthy of an upfront blessing? <laughs> she gave what she was living on. She gave her son's tuition money. She gave her gas money. I'm going to hit your street. She gave her rent money. Knowing that the word says, take no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow shall take care of the things of itself said take no thought for what you shall eat what you shall wear where you shall live because if you belong to God he's got it all figured out is there anybody in here right now that knows God has it all figured out I'm a blessing because God figured it out while I was trying to figure it out, he had already worked it out. While I was trying to bless myself, he already had a blessing in store for me. God has a blessing with your name on it. And so my question is, do you trust him with all that you have? Do you trust him with all that you worked for? Do you trust him? with stuff you ain't even got yet understanding that for God I live and for God I'll die say yes is there anybody in here right now that realizes my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches in glory my God shall drive my car my God shall buy my house my God shall heal my body my God shall regulate my mind my God hallelujah is there anybody out there with the same God as me that realizes I don't have to worry about the devil himself because the victory is already won the battle is already over yes come on clap your hands and give him glory hey hallelujah are there any victorious people out there this morning any blessed people out there this morning hallelujah that knows the battle is not over Yes. 
Thank you, Jesus. Her lack of abundance wasn't reason enough to stop trusting God. What you going through, saints? I'm telling, I don't even know what you're going through, but it's not reason enough to stop trusting God. I tell this testimony everywhere I go because it's mine. There once was a time, hallelujah, I lost everything I had. Wife left me, took the kid, lost the house, lost the car, lost the job, had to move in with my grandparents, embarrassed, but God, hallelujah. I don't care what you're going through. Don't you lose your but God mentality. I don't care what you're facing. Don't you lose your but God mentality. Hallelujah. I've been to hell and back but God. I've lost everything I had but God. The job closed down but God. Hallelujah. I, I got, oh, thank you. I got to get to the Gateway Cathedral. I told you, the chili. I got to cook the chili. And this is where, this is, mm. for three people that will rejoice. Either you trust God with what you have or be forced to trust him with what you have left over. Because a reluctancy in giving is a deficiency in trusting. The more you trust God with, the more he trusts you with. So my final question, anybody trust him? I, I need to hear what it sounds like for folk that trust God. Yes. Anybody trust him? Hey! Anybody trust him? Yeah, 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 yeah! Do you trust him? If you trust him, shout it up! Shout it up! What a word. Do you trust him? Do you trust him? Can you honestly say that you trust him? Woo. What a word. So many times we say we trust him. Then we use that word but. We always want to say, but, Lord, I need, but, that gets us in trouble a lot of times, and we don't even know it. That word, that simple word, but. I think some, just my own opinion, sometimes we need to look back and say, no, I can't say but, because you've done so much for me. You've done everything, things that I don't even understand myself. <laughs> Woo. Boy, isn't he great? Our Lord, our Lord, our Lord and faith, 
Ooh, Lord have mercy. Yes, he's great. He touches his way. He touches us in ways that we don't even understand. He touches us when we don't even know that he's touching us. Mm-mm-mm. But we just want to open the doors of the church and say, I, I know that there's somebody out here that wants to know that Lord, that God that we always talk about. Because he is great. Let him come into your life and show you how just how much he loves you and how great he is. In your time of need. In your time of trouble. Through your health, finances, home life, whatever it may be. Because he is the healer. He is the provider. He is who he is. Like he said, I am who I am. And he knows. He knows what you need before you need it. Remember, he knows every hair on your head. He knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Who wouldn't just love to serve a God like that? So if you're here and you would like to know this God that we keep talking about, just raise your hand and someone would come to you and, and, and get some information to you and we'll get some, we'll get some information from you. Those on virtual, if you just put something in the comment box, Someone will get back to you this week. It's never too late and you haven't gone too far. But just come. And not only that, if you know who you know this God that we are talking about, but you're looking for a church home to call yours where we can learn from you and you can learn from us. Just raise your hand and someone will get some information from you. We'll get to know you and you can get to know this God that we serve. And anyone on Facebook, virtual or uh, whatever, if you just put something in the comment box, somebody will get back to you also. We want to thank Pastor Scaris for that beautiful message. He had to leave to go and deliver a message at his church. But we just want to say thank you in our pastor's absence. Hopefully he's at home resting. Because he is a busy man. Providing for his pastor, his sheep. And we just want to say thank you, Pastor, for allowing us to hear Pastor Scaris this morning. Thank you for trusting him to deliver word from your, to your people. Uh, no, it, okay. Okay, offering. That time where we give back to God what was so freely given to us. We can give by Giblify. Or if you have a, in need of an envelope, I know the ushers have them, and you can give it to the deacons at the door on your way out. And I think they're going to be here for maybe an hour after service. 
for those that want to give virtually and come by and put it into one of their gloved hands here at the church. You can do that that way. All right. And then there's always text to give. Just get the app, tap, and it's done. Okay, uh, Brother Worthen has an, uh, an announcement for us before we say uh, good day. Harvey Wortham, and I am one of your deacon servants here at Mount Calvary, and I'm here this morning on behalf of the men's ministry to extend an open invitation to all men. Mark your calendars, November 20th, 2021. All men aged 18 and up, mark your calendars, November 20th, 2021. There will be more information coming. Just make sure you mark your calendar. You don't want to miss this. Thank you for your time. Also, someone lost a key in the parking lot. If you're missing the key, please see me after service. I do have your key. Thank you all. Be blessed. Thank you, Brother Willard. If there's, any, if there's nothing further, we can stand for the benediction, please. Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior and glory and majesty and dominion and power both now and forever. Let everyone say amen. If you would remain in your seats and let the ushers uh, show you their way out. Thank you. Everybody have a blessed week and remain safe. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.